you may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. So I left. He was slime. He didn't deserve getting you. Good old St. Pete, who never told the big lie to his wife. You never asked. Oh, I'm asking now. Times are women. There's more than just women. I told you that the first time you came in the door. And you used to believe in that, too. You used to believe that. You used to believe in tooth fairies, okay? See, my job is to get you in. Once you're there, you do whatever your conscience tells you to do. More seductive than sex. Even I have this, uh, this fantastic symbiosis. He's good. He's very good. You want to stay in office? I want to stay in business. More precious than gold. But the process doesn't interest me, Mr. St. John. What does is that you have an 85% success rate. He goes where the money is. More addictive than any drug. You're right. There's no time, there's no money. Tim, if you can make me back. And one man can get it for you, for a price. The tap on the phone. My office phone, too. I found a bug. Whew. I'm not sure. When you start thinking, it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> oh, you think it's all some kind of game, don't you? Why don't you just do what you've always done? Just elect Cade and get paid. Richard Gere, Julie Christie, Gene Hackman, Kate Capshaw, Denzel Washington, E.G. Marshall, and Beatrice Strait in a Sidney Lumet film. Power. Nothing else comes close. Prove me wrong. Well, don't say yes and don't say no. Don't say maybe. Say you'll call back. But don't. That's how you stay president. Hey, everyone. I'm Joe Biden. I will go down in history as the president who started World War III. The people know the truth. Hello, this is Brian Johnson of ACDC, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cause. Okay, listeners, the people know the truth. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Right on your computers, Google, TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live. Yes, live, really live in the studios here in downtown Clearwater. No fake news. This is real, the real deal. Good evening, Bobby. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well. Yes, you're uh, you're really sitting across from me. I can I can vouch for that. You got that brand new switchboard. Well, what uh, is switchboard? Well, really? uh, you're making us sound like. Hey, we got a brand new switchboard. <coughs> <laughs> switch, switch. Anyway, no, no, oh yeah, no, no, uh, don't digital. forget to check out nostalgicradioandcars.com uh, where you can hear all our past 600 and I lost count shows. But anyway, we're having a great time here. I want to say, huh? 633. 633. Or yeah, that's doing pretty good. Okay, well we're on a roll. We'll be here for a while. We're not going anywhere soon. We got some great guests lined up for you here in the coming months we got a great guest for you this evening we have a local guy we haven't needed local guys in a while and uh we're just coming off sema sema was last week so you know we're into the uh cool car hot rod uh resto mod uh classic car you know all that other good stuff car stuff 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 but let me uh, just share with you what i did with us did 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 over the weekend and, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, make sure you, well, it's too late now, but uh, maybe if you haul butt out to California, you can vote. Uh, anyway, um, everybody needs to vote. Vote, 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 vote. Vote the bums out. That's man, that, right. used to, that was a cliche years ago. But 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 don't watch the TV yet. Listen to us. Yeah, don't watch then, the TV because it's all it, propaganda. No, well, just, yeah, yeah. Just, just listen to us and then. It was really cool can... because a couple of years, well, years back in 2016 when we were at SEMA, which is always the first weekend in November, um, we were all kind of up and having a good time there at SEMA. And when we, well, even up to 2 o'clock in the morning, they weren't sure. They were totally stunned. But uh, Trump won. Yes. Anyway, so we had a great outcome. And hopefully we'll have a good outcome tonight. So anyway, on that note. Or if you are still doing that trip to California, you could find us that Powerball winner out there and bring him over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we could use a sponsor here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 900 million bucks. He might walk away with a billion bucks. Uh, 990. Oh, they just can't just round it off to a billion. It's terrible, you know. I mean, well, the guy, it's a $2 billion unless, unless you take it in the installments, then it adds up a little closer. Yeah, but still. And, and, and you know, should, well, the Powerball was $2 billion, so you should get the full amount. But, you know, in, in the government's infamous way, they got they got their well, mighty hand in there. And yeah. uh, But anyway, so let me just share with you what I did over the weekend because there's a lot of – I mean, right now we're in the middle of all the car stuff. I missed uh, Sumter or Dumpster County swap meet. That was this weekend. and uh, But I went to uh, Lake Weirsdale over in uh, – which is on the other side of the villages – and uh, I went to see a friend of mine over there, and he's in one of these hangar neighborhoods, airplane neighborhoods. But they had a fly-in over there. So they had a small car show and a fly-in, and it was pretty cool. Um, they had 100 planes show up and helicopters, and that was really kind of cool. So you had the cars and the planes, which is kind of an interesting thing. But And the and the runway, one of the runways is 3,600 feet long, and the other one, I think, is 2,500 and uh, and they're terrainy, you know. They're up and down a little bit, you know. So these guys are just bouncing around in their little airplanes. I mean, they had biplanes, they had old Stearmans, they had Cessnas, they had Pipers, they had twin engines, single engines, you know, underneath engines, over the top engines, hanging off the back engines, and even engines on the front, I guess. But anyway, they had all kinds of motors there and uh, and airplanes. And uh, it's funny because um, a lot of these guys were seasoned pilots and older guys. And the thing about like these hangar neighborhoods, you know, what, my friend, for example, I did not know. I always thought he had three or four cars. He's got three airplanes. You know, they're not big, big planes. They're kind of what you would call like a sport plane. And uh, and and they fly. They've got you know anywhere between 85 and 185 or 200 horsepower, and they fly. 
110 to 200 miles an hour, you know, depending on where you're at. And they fly usually around an altitude somewhere between seven, eight, nine, ten thousand feet. And you know, they just and they're not. These guys are uh, VFR or V V. Uh, Alan's going to call and correct me. There's a term when you're visual rated, VR something or other. And then there's uh, instrument ratings, but a lot of these guys aren't even instrument rated, and uh, they're just uh, visual rated. And 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 to a good 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 uh, the good argument is is that if it's uh, and that day it rained, it was a little overcast, and their attitude, some of them is, if I can't see where I'm flying, I don't need instruments to tell me I'm I'm going to crash, you know. So I can I you know I'm I can see where I'm going, and I can see other airplanes, and then you know we're in communication with a tower. Which they have to be, so. Uh, but it was pretty cool. But you know, these little bitty little planes. And this friend of mine, he flies this thing to Wisconsin. He says I can fly to from here to Wisconsin, and you know, it takes me two days by car. I can fly it, and you know, it's twenty four hundred miles or whatever he said it was. He says I fly it, and the plane flies around two hundred miles an hour, which is one hundred eighty knots, something like that. And he says I fly there, you know, six and a half hours. I stop, you know, twice on the way up there, and you know, grab a bite to eat or whatever. But that's actually pretty cool. You know, I personally. I got this thing like if if I was in the boats and cars and motorcycles. So if I fell off my bike, my motorcycle, I could get up and walk away. If I if my car quit, I could probably walk. And if the boat quit, chances are I could swim because I usually never went outside of the shoreline or you know my shoreline, the visual, you know. And uh, but flying, I really just never sprouted wings so i can't fly you know if that thing quits even though they say well you know you just kind of land it well you know ask the guys that weren't so lucky you know nosedive and augured their planes on the ground but anyway so that was a cool show then i drove up to uh and um to bring some mine a song by john anderson called seminole wind and it uh labels it references micanopy and also references uh um Lake Okeechobee and uh, and Chief Osceola. It's kind of a cool song. Anyway, um, and so I went up to Mikinope to go check out a 58 Essel wagon. And I just, you know, I'm snooping around the internet always looking for stuff to buy and sell. And I had an Etzel way back in the day. I had a couple of them. I have a thing for Etzels. I like Etzels. And uh, our friends over at Billaproof, years ago, somebody made by a guy by the name of Jeff Allison did a t-shirt. And he did an Etzel gasser, two-door. And I had a two-door 57 Ford Ranch Wagon and a four-door Etzel, and I was taking the front clip off the Etzel, putting it on the Ranch Wagon because they're pretty much the same car, and except the doors on an Etzel Wagon are different. They have a little different trim, and then in the back and stuff like that. And then uh, magically those cars disappeared, long story short. But at any rate, so I had an interest in this particular Etzel because it was a two-door, and it's, uh, it's either pink or it was coral. One of the two colors, which is kind of a really cool 50s color, you know, kind of a deco-ish kind of color, you know, which was pretty neat. And uh, so I went up to look at it, and the guy had a bunch of spare parts. But the guy turned out to be real nice. His name's Jimmy. And he had a 50, 51 Chevy sitting laying around there, and he had a 46, 47 Ford two-doors laying around there, a couple of Volkswagens, a couple of Corvairs, three Metropolitans, two coupes, one convertible, kind of neat. And uh, and then some other mid thirties uh, sedans, bustleback sedans, you know, the long sedans, two doors with uh, the funky trunk on the back, and uh, and 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 a whole just wall art all over the place, old stuff, fenders, hoods, doors, 
grills, just all kinds of neat stuff, mag wheels, engine parts, and it's just kind of neat, you know, and it, it, it's it, those scavenge hunts that I go on every once in a while, they're a lot of fun, I mean, you know, and you meet interesting people, this guy was an older guy, he was 74 years old, he was getting up there a little bit, and, you know, his age kind of caught up with him a little bit, so he's kind of scaling back, and like a lot of us, he said, I'm going to do this someday, that was 40 years ago, and I never got around to it, and I need to get on the stick too, um, so... We just recently here, uh, Bobby and I were working on the uh, Ford Excursion, and we got that thing back to life now. I drove it all over the place today. I and see it in the security cameras out. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, we got that thing dialed up. Still a, little, a few things to do, but, you know, hey, that old 2040. We should play that little somewhere we have that, that clip, remember, where we start that thing? Yeah, because this hot ride thing's too long. Oh, is it? Way too long. Is it really? No, it should be all like a couple minutes. Is it something like that? Is that what how long? Try five. That long? Mm-hmm. Whoa! There's, there should be a couple of shorter versions. All right. No. Anyway. All right. So whatever. Um. But uh. Well, I think on that note, Bobby, want you want to go take a commercial break right now? Let's see what. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so so this past weekend also was the HSR event, 24-hour, uh, Le Mans mini thingy that they had there at Daytona. That was kind of cool. They got Sebring coming up in a couple months. We got the Palm Beach Concourse coming up. We've got. Uh, what else we got? I mean, flacarshows.com has got a lot of stuff, but it doesn't have everything on it. There's a Pantera uh, gathering this weekend in Sarasota. There's a vintage truck club gathering in uh, Brooksville this weekend. If you want to find wait, out information, wait, 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 let's rephrase that. What? It can have everything. It if can. This great have. car community. Oh, it does. Yes. Would sit there and log on and submit your event. That's exactly right. That's all you have to do. So everybody can find out about what's going on. And there's just a lot of stuff going on. Because if mean, you don't put it there, how are we going to know about it? This is true. This is true. Multi George is coming up. Swap Meet that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Carlisle's got their Swap Meet coming up here in a, a week or two. Um, the Mopar, they had Don Garlis was this past weekend. There's another Mopar show coming up this weekend, also up there in the Bellevue area. Just lots and lots and lots of fun stuff, you know, especially if you're kind of into, like me, a scavenger, you know, looking for kind of really cool parts. And not that I need any more parts. I got plenty of stuff, but, you know, it's just it's kind of neat. I mean, there are a few tools, and there are obviously there's a few cars out there I'd like to have, but uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm disciplined. I'm not doing anything until I finish what I got. Right, Bobby? So what okay. do I – Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, okay, Dad, sure. Uh, yeah, but anyway, anyway, all right, let's go uh, fire up uh, a commercial two, and then we'll fire well, up a – see a Robin Trower first. And you want to do Robin Trower? Then we'll play our commercials. Okay, let's do a little Robin Trower now. He, I always liked this song. This song came out in the early 70s. And here's a really uh, super guitarist, underrated. Not really, but he's up there. Anyway, so uh, hey, you tuned into Nostalgic Radio Cars. This is uh, Robin Trower. It's Day of the Eagle, right, Bobby? Okay, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with some more rock and roll and some good car stories. Ahead. But I couldn't seem to 
car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Okay, we're back. Oh, that's uh, uh, just a beautiful sound. Stereo. It was an organic sound effect. Yeah, a little drag race music there, if you will. Um, Alan did call me back, and it's called Visual VFR, Visual Flight Rules. So I stand corrected because my memory's short. And um, thank you, Alan, uh, one of our regular listeners. Big shout out to. Uh, nice keeping you in check. <laughs> Keep me in check. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, Charlie, we'll give you a shout out too. Brian's listening. Junk Mike's listening. Don't worry, Mike. We got some uh, music's coming. Music guys coming on here in the next couple of weeks. Um. Yeah, that was fun doing Rocktober. We got a new nice. theme that we're working on here. We're gonna have. Uh, we're actually. I'm working on uh, branching out into business and finance a bit. The reason being is because that affects all of us. So we might get lucky, and we might have a couple Wall Street guys coming on the show. Now, that would be pretty cool. And then, of course, our car guys. We are our traditional, you know, mainstay because we're car guys at heart. That's what we is, car guys. Anyway, on that note, Bobby, why don't you go ahead and fire up the stereo again. Let's go ahead and get our guests on the show because I don't want to keep them waiting. You're tuned in to Nostalgia Green Cars. And, uh, and you'll have what do we have to find up? the record. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Deep Purple? Deep Purple. Well, And this goes out to, well, since it is a political night, if we can find this song. Deep Purple, Lazy, I think is the title of the song. And it goes out to uh, everybody that voted for the Democrats. <laughs> anyway, I know we're supposed to keep it non-political, but you know how that goes. We can't do that here because we are... The voice of radio, the voice of reason, real reason. Oh, no, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> you might have to break into uh, the middle of that song. I'm not sure if that's the beginning of this one. doesn't really. Sing. There we go. Now, that's it. A little John Lord there playing the, the is it a B3? B Ham, Hammond B3? Is that what that organ is? I think that would play? be Hammond B3. Yeah, you know. I, I know how heavy they are. They are very. Oh, you had to move one of those. Oh, huh? Yes. <laughs> Off a trailer back on this. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. So there's a couple of guys. Uh, Greg Raleigh played them. Um, guy from Vanilla Fudge played them. You know, B3 Hammond. That was the. Uh, we should probably listen to it. Yeah, well, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgia Radio Cars. Here's a little Deep Purple, and we're going to. Start our show here and have our guests on here in a couple seconds, so don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Hey now and have mercy, this is Billy F. Gibbons from ZZ Top, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and that was a little Richie Blackmore there, too, with undoubtedly one of the best guitarists ever. And uh, anyway, it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Now, there's a really, we just came off SEMA, and uh, this talented group of guys had a really, really cool 32, 31, I should know better, 31 Ford out there. And uh, the shop locally here is called Rooster's Rod Shop. Now, they're not really low-key, but unless you're really in a traditional, really cool old-school hot rods, you probably don't know about them. But they built some amazing stuff. And tonight, we have with us the shop manager and, I guess, also the VP of Rooster's Rod Shop here in Clearwater, Florida, John Wayne. I don't know whether to draw or draw. <laughs> Hey, John, how you doing this evening? Doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good. Now, how do you get a name like John Wayne? Good. When I say draw, well, you know, I mean dad. like draw a six-shooter or draw as in, you know, with a pen, stroke of a pen. Okay, go ahead. Your dad, huh? No, he, well, either way, but yeah, it came from my dad. He was a big John Wayne fan, and, you know, he kind of blessed me with this name. So. Well, no, that's cool. That's cool. And John, I mean, no, no, I don't think there's one person besides John Wayne. I mean, nobody personifies a true American better than john wayne does really if you think about it i hope so that's why we try to build american cars all right well tell us about uh you just came okay. off sema and Ooh-wee. it's uh so go, go ahead and share with us now you guys have been to sema before but you guys have actually had a car there now so what was that experience like it was a lot that place will take everything from you that's for sure um, but it was a good, it was a good time. We, um, you know, busted hump trying to make everything happen and, you know, had our setbacks and all that stuff as you always do when it comes to stuff like that. And, uh, it was definitely good. The truck was well perceived and everything. And it was a good time. Describe the vehicle to us for the listeners and, and, and kind of be descriptive. Give a visual. Now, I know I just recently did an appraisal on the car, so I've seen the car. That's a fact. And, uh, and, and I've, got, I mean, I've got a picture in my head. So, But I want you to, for our, for, for, for our listeners, just describe this car because the car's, first of all, the color is tasty. Okay, so but anyway, right away, I think we, tried, I, we tried to keep it classy. Yeah, it was. It was. So go ahead. Tell us about the car. So it's a, um, you know, it's a brand new build. It's a, everything's brand new from tire to, you know, bumper to bumper, basically. But it's a Brookville body, um, 31 Ford Roadster pickup truck. Um, we use their body, doors, cab, all that stuff, um, bed. The chassis is actually a chassis we bought from them. Then we severely modified it. Um, all Pete and Jake's chrome front end. We did a custom tie rod drag link got a mercury 312 in it with a a couple carburetors um six to be uh, exact right yeah six carburetors yeah for sure um kenmont brakes uh winner's quick change rear end uh track master gearbox in it um 46 mercury dashboard that's why we you know deemed it a mercury um tremec five speed just a bunch of custom features and touches and a little bit of everything. Take us through the process, um, what it takes to build. So you're sitting around with a couple of guys and gals, and you come up with this concept. Well, first you say, I think we're going to challenge SEMA. All right, so then you got that part down, and that's no yeah. 
lightweight feet. That's extremely you're you're competing with the best of the best at SEMA. So now you're yes, sitting man. around, you're conceptualizing. So take us from the time you conceptualize and it's a two year process in this particular case. Yes, this did take two years. Um <sighs> the original idea came from a Wiesner drawing that he did a couple years ago. And then just kind of snowballed from there. It was supposed to be a driver car, driver quality anyway, and it just went crazy. Um, and then we just didn't know exactly have exact plan, so we just kind of kept throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what stuck, and this truck's what we ended up with. So this is the process that people don't realize. is like you have an idea, but you never know what it's going to ultimately look like because in the process you go, well, this is kind of cool, but... Why don't we try this? Well, that's not really right. what we want. Let's try. So go through all that. You know, yeah. tell the story. There has been a couple things we've tried on this truck, and it just you just got to keep doing different things till you figure out what looks right, what you like. You know, the process is it's time-consuming. That's probably the biggest thing is just it takes time, you know. And a lot of people can watch stuff on TV, but it's way beyond that. Disc- so. You just got to sit around and see what looks right and see what fits and what doesn't. And a lot of things don't. Even though you might think you want that, it just doesn't look right in the end result. Tell us about the frame. Now, the frame, because I, I saw the pictures of the build, okay? In fact, I was there a year ago when this was kind of in its infancy stages, okay? And yeah, I, we're still putting it together. Right, and I saw, saw the mock-up. So the frame to me was really interesting. So it looks like you cut the back half of the frame off, and then you welded this little kind of a like a, a radius piece of steel on there with some holes drilled in it to give it just a little bit of a kind of a, I don't know, you know, kind of like an Art Deco look to it a little bit. So And that, I guess, dropped the frame and lowered the car, right? Was that kind of the concept there? Um, basically, it, you know, we tried to make it look like an I-beam. Okay. Um, to, you know, semi-match the front axle, which, you know, Chrome Pete and Jake's front end, it's all drilled and stuff. So we did cut the back end off, put the quarter ellipticals out the back of the frame, and then did the step up in the back and then I-beam theme um, to lower it, yes, and bring the bed up higher because stock Model A's, it was out of proportion, you know, to the body-wise versus having where the bed sat. So we brought the bed up and more cosmetic than anything, but... It all worked out and looks fairly good. Oh, it looks darn good. And, and and the selection of a quick change rear end, why did you go that way? Yeah. That's kind of um, a racing the, thing to it a little bit. Yeah, it does, but it was for drivability. Okay. You know, we can switch the quick change out. You know, it's very, very simple to do. You know, once gear set, you got a 366, you flip it over, and you're like a 456. You know, so it's like a street strip type thing. So. And, the, and the and the 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 Pete and Jake's front end. Okay, so it's a drop axle, spindles, and it's got the big aluminum brakes on it, front and back. But you've got discs are kind of hidden in the front, and then you've got drums on the rear, right? Correct. They are a Kenmont style, which is you know fairly unique. Uh, they only made um, two hundred sets of this style brake, but Johnson uh, Rod Shop decided to go ahead and upgrade them. So it's got four piston caliper wheelwood calipers in the front and just standard drum brakes in the back which on a 2000 pound car you don't need much more than that you know <laughs> the uh tell us about the interior the cockpit area the obviously the dash 
And then the yeah, the, and, and the seats are special. <laughs> the seats, the seats got so much attention out at SEMA this year, it was crazy. But yeah, the dash was a '46 Mercury dash. That's what started us on this Mercury theme. Um, and it's been cut every direction that you could ever imagine. Um, the bezel's been turned around, upside down, backwards. Um, Classic Industries hooked us up with a set of custom gauges that they don't even make for, you know, in general production. Um, then, you know, Trackmaster uh, gearbox has a stainless column. Um, Limeworks hooked, helped us out with the, uh, the badass crest mount, or, um crest line steering wheel that came with the mercury head in it we backed it up a peak um the seats are the craziest thing they're just a set of restaurant seats we ordered um because we couldn't figure out anything better to do <laughs> that we just ended up uh, body working painting and cutting a couple extra holes in them and stuff and just shaping them make them you know going for the mid-century look uh-huh. um uh the floors are uh teak and holly you know actual like veneer style um plywood in them um and then dar fortney in the shop he just went ahead and wrapped everything as far as the rest of the upholstery goes on the inside we had some extra teak laying around and put the inserts in them and made it look the way it's supposed to well it's definitely definitely stunning there's no question about that and then the, and the and the windshield has got a is is basically chopped too right and does it have a little yeah to it? a fairly stock um two inch chop windshield we got from speedway uh-huh let's talk about that intake manifold and carburetors oh we that's a lot right there <laughs> but that's pretty <laughs> impressive stuff though yeah it um it's an old school wean uh drag master manifold you know with six two barrels on it obviously that's why we call it 12 pack mm-hmm. um we made you know all custom fuel custom fuel lines and the uh, progressive linkages and stuff that are all made out of stainless and brass. Um, all stainless and brass fuel lines, front to back, actually, from the gas tank to the carburetors is all stainless and brass. So I'm just trying to do things a little different, think outside the box on this one. The uh, valve covers are very, very unique. Tell us about the valve covers. They are. We actually had to get them out of Australia. <clears throat> There's a fellow named, he goes by Y Bloke on like, Facebook, Instagram. Uh-huh. And he was producing these. So we decided to scoop a set up because we knew we were going to go for the Y-Block uh, Mercury Ford motor. Uh, just to keep it different, other than a small block Chevy or a flathead or anything like that. So we're just trying to be a little different with this one. Now, Mercury, the Roman god Mercury, um, which is the logo that's uh, on, on the Mercury, um, is he's... The God of Commerce, Finance, and a few things like that. You know, good stuff. And uh, so I understand that 1931, that you've got some Mercury coins, dimes, that are kind of inlaid because the radio knob or the knobs on the dash, those look like you machine-turned those things out of brass, and then they had, look like, from the pictures, dime inserts? Am I correct? Yes, they were. They were. Uh, a friend of ours, Anthony, over at Tinworks, went ahead and made the custom knobs for us and then you know we ate, we bought the 31 mercury dimes to put in them like inlay them in it so we got four of those in the truck for the two door pulls and then the headlight ignition switch have them in it also and then we had them do the shifter knob also which has a um, mercury dealer 
pendant inside of it to kind of tie everything together. That's really cool because when you when you obviously you want when you come up with a concept you kind of want to stay with a theme and carry the theme throughout the car and you guys did a very good job and as simplistic as the car looks okay you know we're not talking right. you know uh, 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 an extravagant you know hot rod build uh, as far as like you know, like a muscle car or something like that we're talking basically a thirty one Ford thirty you know Model A basically but nobody people can't fathom. The detail. What, something else you told me you did to this thing. There's no rubber on this car anywhere. All the lines, like you said, apologies. You said you took all the bolts and ground off all the tops, you know, because they have the markings on them, you know, if the number grade A, grade 5, right. grade 3, whatever. And you smooth them all off, and then they're all polished stainless. That's detail. Yeah, every bolt on this thing is a polished stainless bolt. Um, and it, when you're talking about, like, grinding the heads and all that stuff, each bolt took about 10 minutes apiece on each one of them, which doesn't sound like a lot until you have a thousand bolts. So it's just time consuming as you could ever imagine. Well, yeah. And, 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 and that's, what's impressive about this because a lot of it is as you go, you go, Hey, why don't we do this? Hey, why don't we do that? Hey, this would be cool if we did this. And is that pretty much how it works? <laughs> yeah. That's how the snowball effect happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, the outcome and, was amazing. So go ahead. Oh man, we appreciate it. It's um, a lot of hard work, and we got about probably five thousand hour man hours in this thing, plus parts. So I mean, you could only imagine what the total bill is on it. So how did how was the reception at SEMA for this car? Uh, very good, very good. Um, yeah, a lot of people liked it. There's a lot of pictures taken of it. Um, a lot of people didn't know what it was. Um, we heard that it was a small block Chevrolet power plant. We heard this thing was a tea bucket. Mm. Um, but we also got a lot of good questions about it, like the drag length or the tie rod in the front of it, which looks like a bumper, is actually a tie rod. So it, it moves with, you know, each spindle, you know, left to right, and but looks like a bumper at the same time. Interesting, interesting. Now, um, tell us about, the process if somebody does a really really cool car like for you guys when you guys did this car what was the process like to get into SEMA and get a booth did you have to go through any kind of screening or how did that all work um, we did uh, the, pro the process was a process initially we were supposed to be in with another company um, they ended up backing out like two weeks before we were supposed to get there so we had to scramble and try to figure out how to as a smaller shop and manufacturer get into SEMA and um, it was just it was a process a lot of work a lot of what do we do now type thing you know so it was a process man and it just it paid off well that's good that's good now Friday night yeah. they have the uh, SEMA ignited and then on Friday yep. afternoon, what they what they were doing, and usually I'm there, but this year I couldn't go. I had other stuff come up. But <clears throat> so this year, um, and the, what they started doing a few years ago is like around noon on Friday they started because SEMA is business to business only. It's only people in the industry, so it's not open to the public. But what they started to do a number of years ago was on Fridays at 12:30 in the afternoon they would actually let a select amount of people, you know, the public in there. So I don't know. Did they do right. that this year? They did. Um, it was all day this year. Oh, okay. Uh, all Friday. All Friday? Yes. That was all open to the public, you know, for a fee, like everything is. Right, right. So, well, 
Well, that's good because I'm in a way kind of I think it's inspirational in a way. You know, people can get in there and see stuff and then they get, you know, and you never know because there's a lot of talented people out there. And some guy might go, you know what? I'm inspired now. I think I'm going to build a car. I'm going to team up with somebody and I'm going to make something really cool happen. Well, it's good for people like us, you know, that actually build cars because, okay, we're building this car to go take to a bunch of other car builders, you know, but maybe somebody else out there wants to go and they can't because now they're not exactly in the industry, but they still want something built. So, which is nice that they open it up to the public. Exactly. You know, All right. if they need help or looking for certain parts or want to talk to certain people about things. So then in the evening when SEMA is closing, like around 3, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock on, on Friday, I think it's, it might be a little early on Friday, you guys got to drive your car out and then drive the parade and then drive over to SEMA Ignited? Um, yes, we could have, but we didn't. Oh, um, you did? <laughs> unfortunately, we had to work on the tow rig to try to come back, you know, back oh. across country. <laughs> oh. So we weren't able to make that. Darn, darn, darn. All right, so that's Jeff, just the way it goes sometimes. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's why I didn't make it. So that's just the way it goes too. So, all right, so let's cool, talk cool. a little. Bit, let's talk a little bit about Rooster's Rod Shop. Now, let's talk about you for a yes. second. What's your background? Tell everybody what your background is. Um, I started doing this uh, when I turned 18 professionally. And started as, as far as building custom cars and hot rods and stuff like that. But before that, my dad was always into tractors and restoring, you know, British motorcycles, stuff like that. So I just, you know, was bred into me, I guess. Um, and then got into the cars professionally and, you know, it just became a passion, lifestyle and obsession, I guess. So you're more so along, you're into more or less the traditional style hot rods, correct? Correct, yes. A lot of pre-war stuff, some post-war stuff, So early, you know, 30s, 40s, that type thing. All right, when we talk in terms of traditional hot rods, explain to our listeners what a traditional hot rod is versus, you know, somebody's uh, concept of what, of what they read about in the magazine today. I mean, you know, there's a lot of high-tech stuff out there, but a traditional hot rod is pretty basic. There is. Fairly basic, you know, 15-inch wheels, uh Early Hemis, you know, Y blocks, FEs, flatheads, uh, small block Chevrolets, no fuel injection, uh, drum brakes for the most part, a lot of chrome, um, basically not a resto mod. Um, you know, you start with an early car and build it the way it would have been in like the late 50s, early 60s. Um, the way you would see in like early Hot Rod magazines. Okay. That makes sense. Um, which I think Hot Rod Magazine is celebrating, is it their 75th year? Is it this year or next year? They're coming up on their 75th anniversary, I think. I was reading something. No, I'm not, a, I'm not 100% sure about that. But they started, they were they were the predecessors to almost all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that uh, opened the door for all of us. Exactly. That's a fact. <clears throat> well, it was interesting because we've had Alex Exidius on uh, our show. We've had Pete Saporos on our show. We had Ed Iskandarian on twice, once when he was 90, once when he was 101. How about that? Right, and, right. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty cool. Yeah, when you get and, – and he's still all there, which was pretty impressive. You know, um, yeah. Ken Gross comes on the show every once in a while. We had Ken on a few times. You know, he's a great rider, hot rider, old schooler kind of guy. And uh, so it's really, really neat. All right, so tell us about Rooster's – rod shop tell us a little bit about that for our listeners and you know pimp it up a little bit you know you might get some business you never know who's listening <laughs> no i appreciate the business i don't know just try to be modest about everything oh yeah you know? no that's cool 
Go ahead. But yes, we're an old school hot rod shop, and we like you know traditional stuff. Um, got a def definitely a bunch of very talented guys. That's for sure. Um, and that's this is what we're passionate about. You know, we've only been doing this for about three years now, and um, got a bunch of great shop parties and stuff three times a year. Tell and, us uh, about the. Tell us about this. When's the next shop party? It's coming up in January, right? So tell us about those so Jan- people can participate. How's yeah, that work? January. Yeah, January seventh. Um, they're open to everybody. Doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. You know, you can drive an import if you want. You can drive not your daily, but I mean, unless you got a cool ass daily. <laughs> um, but pretty much anything. We're open to everything. You know, we want to do try to get this car community back the way it was in like the late 80s, early 90s, where you could go out and have fun, enjoy your cars, take them out, talk to like-minded people. So it's everything's always kid-friendly. We got a sponsor that brings a bounce house up for the kids and everything. Sometimes we got live music. Um, and we just open the shop up to everybody and come enjoy, have a good time, and talk about your cars. Well, good. Uh, and then, so you have one in January. When's the one after that? So, like, if people can't make that one, is it you just like you split yeah. it out evenly throughout the year? Yeah, we do three three of them a year. We kind of we did tried them in the summertime, but it was just too hot. Yeah, you know. So we just, you know, October. The usually the first week of October is our main one. Okay. Um, and then we do one, you know, around New Year's, and then one either Mar- March or April. Just depends what's going on. You know, if we're at shows or depends what's happening. Okay. So we don't really have set dates for that yet. But were you the one that was running the Ford Gasser truck with the four sixty in it? Was that yours? <laughs> yes, sir. That was mine. Well, see, I had that, that for a while. That was cool. I used to see that on Belcher. I was sitting out there in front of a shop, and then uh, uh, yeah, Tony's total performance. Yeah, yeah, and then it you had sat out there for a while. Didn't you have a little mishap with that thing? I saw it was wrinkled one day. Um, yeah, that was um, when Trey Davis owned it. He was a good friend of mine, and he's like, man, I, I was talking about selling it one day. He's like, I got to have it. I can't let it go anywhere. And we were down at the Freedom Factory in um, the old school DeSoto Speedway, um, and we were in a burnout competition and had two problems. One was too much traction, and the other one was not enough power, and uh, hit the wall in it. Oh. But, yeah, we recovered from that. Okay. So it's all but, back together now? Yes, it is. Okay. So now Tim Han is the owner, and give us a connection between Tim's name and Roosters. Well, that's where it came from. Um, we are talking, you know, Tim and I partnered up in this, and um, we were like, oh, what are we going to call it? And I was like, he told me about, you know, Han being a German name for Roosters. And there's nobody else in town that had, like, an animal name or anything cool like that. Um, so we were just like, all right, let's just call it Roosters. So no, it's, that's where it came from. It's catchy though. It's catchy, and it and it's Roosters. R O O T S E R. Nope. No wait a minute. R O O. No. It's got a Z. In it. I'll be okay. Yep. There's R O S T E R Z. E R Z. Yeah. Well, I I wasn't that good at school, so anyway. Me neither. Me neither. I just say it so much that it comes naturally. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you though, the few times that I've been in your shop, there's some pretty amazing projects going on. 
And even your showroom, when you walk in there, you know, for an old school hot rod or a kid that grew up in the 60s, and I'm from Northern Cal, so, you know, I saw all that cool yeah. stuff. And, you know, Roy Bruzio was in our backyard there and a couple other guys, well-known guys. And uh, so you, you, you kind of, you know, hot rods was, it's, and we built models back in the day. So when I walk into your shop, it's a trip down memory lane. Tell us about some of right. the cars you got going on because you got uh, a couple builds for uh, SEMA scheduled here over the next year or two, right? Yes, we um, have another 27 Chevy that we're building right now for a customer. Um, it's turning out pretty badass. Had a 348 and a tri power in it. It was a capital coupe that we ended up cutting the roof off and uh, making it a roadster. That tr- that car actually showed up on a pallet like the body parts were just stacked up so we had to figure out how to put everything back together in proportion you know we pulled i got like 12 hours stripping the wood out of the chevy body and we went back and reinforced it with uh steel box tube and stuff so we got that going on we got another one that is still under kind of under wraps called bad attitude which is a 60 dodge truck that we're doing um we got a 47 ford in the shop that we chopped the top on. Um, we got that happening. Uh, we got so much stuff happening, it's ridiculous. The best thing anybody could do is just come by and take a look. Well, now, you have a couple of cool vehicles sitting out there because there was that, uh, what does Tim have? Tim has a early 60s Thunderbird that's pretty tricked out looking. Yeah, we got the 62 Thunderbird that uh, Darfur needed the roof on and fixed some body work and stuff, and we lowered it, put some wheels and tires on it. and Fairly stock, but it looks extremely modified. We yeah. drive that thing all over the place. It's been to Ocala a couple times, Daytona, Mockley. We just try to get it out there so people can see. You can have carbureted, old-school carbureted vehicles and drive them wherever you want. Well, so, yeah. Because that's what we had back in the day. So if it worked back then, why yeah. wouldn't it work today? Exactly. Because a lot of people have carburetors and let them sit around. you got to use them for them to stay relative. That's just true. No problem. Uh, he's got a 78 or 79 Bronco. Tell us about that because that's pretty cool because that's something that's dear and near to my heart. Right, right. Yeah, it's a 79 uh, Bronco. It's got a, like a 6-inch lift. It's got a 429 in it. Uh, we try to keep it old school looking, like you know, period correct to the mid mid eighties and stuff. So we got fifteen by fifteen by fifteen welds on it, and you know, thirty eight by fifteen five tires, and pretty nice truck. Is there anything out there you guys are looking for? I mean, you know, we got a listening audience out here. If there's a car or a motor or intake or a carburetor or tranny or rear end, or if there's anything you're looking for. Go ahead and uh, let us know. Maybe somebody might have an idea of what you got. They have um, something laying around their shop. You never know. We're not looking for anything particular, but anybody's always welcome to call. Email us with what you got for sale. We are always interested in buy, sell, and trade. Intake manifolds especially. I don't know. For some reason, we're just drawn to them. <laughs> um, for weird stuff, you know, we don't. You don't need, like, a stock small block Chevrolet intake manifold or anything like that. Anything with multiple carburation. Okay. Um, flathead stuff, heads, whatever. So, um, how about, we're open to every, literally everything. Okay. How about gassers? You ever get a, do you get a call for people wanting gassers built? Oh, yeah, once in a while. Like, weird stuff, like a 58 Etzel wagon. Yeah. Stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By coincidence. 
Why coincidence? <laughs> Speaking, of, you mentioned Immokalee. Yeah. Now, Immokalee, apparently, I think there's a there's a show coming up here pretty soon. It's kind of like an old school hot rod or hillbilly type show. What do you know about yeah, that? Yeah, it's a rockabilly thing. Okay. Um, that's where we went down to check that out the last, uh, I think it was a year or two ago. I can't remember. But, yeah, we cruised the Thunderbird down there, and it was a good time. Okay. Definitely worth going and checking out if, you know, somebody's got the time to go do such a thing. All right. Um, any particular, we got a minute left here or 30 seconds left. Is there anything in particular you want to share with our listening audience about roosters? Um, why don't you go ahead and give out the social media information and if people want to find out more about you, where would they, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, just, uh, your regular social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, it's just roosters rod shop, basically R O O S T E R Z rod shop on all kinds of platforms. So other than that, stop by the shop. We got our um, website, which is just roosterdropshop.com. You can hit up um, or Google. We're good on Google too. So okay, that's good. Any of that stuff. How about motorcycles? You guys mess around with bikes at all? Old school bikes? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. A little bit. We got a couple that we got building. So okay, we don't mess with them, you know, a whole lot, but we can if somebody somebody wants to wants us to, you know. Oh, I know another one. How about classic 60s, 70s vans? Oh, man. <laughs> you got a couple of those that laying is, around the shop, too, don't you? Um, not so much anymore. We had a, um, like a Survivor 74 E100 uh-huh. that we took it. We had for about a year and stuff, and it was definitely a good time. There is a very cool um, street van show called the Freeze for All coming up in January that we're going to be at. Okay. Um We'll share the flyer and stuff for it on uh, our social media stuff if anybody's interested in that. Okay. Well, John, we're up against the clock, so I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio Cars. Definitely going to come down and check out your shop and tell everybody about about your your show coming up on January 7th. In the meantime, thank you very much for hanging out with us here. Take care. Cool. No problem. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Hey, I want to thank my listeners for tuning in here. Don't forget, every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, I want to thank my special guest, John Wayne. John Wayne. From the Roosters Rod Shop in Clearwater. Go check them out. Roostersrodshop.com. So, hey, car show's coming up. Hope you guys voted. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored.